Hey, you're tuning into Unleash Your Inner Goddess, Season 2, where we deep dive into life and business as a neurodivergent entrepreneur. This season is dedicated to any and all neurodivergent folk, diagnosed or not. So we're coming towards the end of this season of Unleash Your Inner Goddess in just a few more episodes. And we've already touched on how important boundaries and expectations are within your business just a little bit, but it's a really important skill to build up. And I call upholding boundaries and managing expectations as a skill because it's something we can be a bit sucky at, but put attention on it, practice, and we will get better at it. It is not a character trait or a talent. And once you build on that skill set, you will unlock stability, alignment, and ease through your business. Think about how many times you say yes to things when really you want to say no. Or maybe it's the other way around. How many times do you say yes to working past your planned finish time? Or no to rest when you need it? How about letting your client sessions overrun because you don't want to be firm and alert them to the fact the session needs to wind down? Or you're always giving someone a discount when they've asked, despite you're not running any offers right now. And these are all examples of crossing your boundaries. And you can cross your own boundaries too. You don't always need those external pushes like clients or deadlines. It might be an internal want, an instant gratification scenario over what you set out to do. The quick scroll through Instagram, even when I said I'd finished this article, that's you going back on what you said in favor of a quick hit or choosing the easy way, right? Maybe it's choosing to veg out and watch TV in the evening because it feels easier in the moment than doing your planned wind down routine of reading a few pages of your book, no electronics, a bit of journaling and a nice cup of chamomile tea. Another boundary crossed, right? What happens when we make boundaries and then absentmindedly cross them is we convince ourselves that we can't stick to what we say or that we're useless or not good enough. We can't trust ourselves. Sometimes our boundaries are too strict, too tight and impossible for most people to stay within. And sometimes we just aren't even clear of them ourselves. We don't know what they are ourselves. Or they're so bendy and so fuzzy that we don't know when we've crossed it. And boundaries aren't there to be ignored, right? They aren't there to make your life difficult. They aren't there to make you feel shitty. And they certainly aren't there to restrict you. Boundaries are there to support you. And I think that notion is lost on a lot of people. When, as business owners, we are careful with our parameters, what we want to do, how we want to do it, when we want to do it, and why, big emphasis on why, boundaries become our friends. They are like decisions that we make once and they make it simple for us over and over when something pushes against those decisions. The boundary helps us uphold what we said was best when we had calm, when we had clarity, no pressures, and we're thinking of what suits us and our business best in that moment. A boundary not to work past 4pm is put in place so you can switch off from work properly and transition into family mode. Being present in the moment for your kids, having a peaceful evening and you know being able to follow your evening routine, more on that next episode, is for your best interest, your best self. Stepping over that boundary 
is going to lead to overworking, no clear switch from work and home life, and your family will have no idea if you were going to really be there or you're going to be there but not really be there, you know, working behind your screen, not really listening. A boundary to not offer discounts to people is to protect your business, your revenue and your worth, right? It is to build up that expectation with your clients, your audience and others that you value your own offers and your services and they should too. Having this boundary in place is for your best interest from your best self, right? If this boundary is clear and bright, it is easy to follow. Prepare for this boundary to be tested by pre-writing a response to a potential client asking for a discount. When you do things like this ahead of time, it makes it much easier to just copy and paste a response to the person instead of hoping you're feeling brave enough to articulate something in the moment. And if you can see your boundaries and expectations as bright, clean lines of fluorescent paint on the floor, you know, really easy to see, to know what is within that boundary and what is outside of it. You're really clear about what you're agreeing to do. If your boundaries are fuzzy, if your boundaries aren't clear, if they're a line in the sand, you are going to cross them often without even realizing until you are overwhelmed with evening work, working for less money, tired from not having a good boundary around rest, you know, whatever that boundary affects, you're going to be in the thick of it before you realize. And these skills around boundaries and managing expectations lend themselves to partnerships, relationships, contracts, and even conversations with your kids. If the lines are fuzzy, if they're not clear, people aren't clear on what's happening. They don't know what is expected of them. They don't know what to expect of you or what the desired outcome is. If we can make bright lines and boundaries that are crystal clear, everyone will be on the same page. And I've got some examples here. Client conversation. Email me with any queries and I'll get back to you as soon as I can. Fuzzy lines. The client doesn't know when you'll reply, what as soon as you can means. Or may even get disgruntled if they can see you're online but haven't replied to them. It's also not clear for you how long do you have to reply to them, what is classed as as soon as you can in the moment for you. Bright lines. Something like, you can email me anytime and I'll aim to get back to you within 48 working hours. Everyone's on the same page. Everyone knows what's expected. A conversation with your team. You might say, I know you're busy, but those contracts do need finishing. Fuzzy lines, right? Unclear action. It sounds more of an observation than an ask. The team member doesn't know exactly when you need it finishing, what they need to do. It's more of an observation. Bright lines. Please can I have the revised contract finished, drawn up and emailed to me by the end of play today. Super concise, super clear, expectations are there, they know what to do. Okay, family setting. I don't know if I fancy the curry that we have in the cupboard. Fuzzy. Do you want a different flavour? Do you not want curry at all? Would you eat it if I made it? What? Where are you at with other options? Right, really unclear. Bright lines. I'm not up for curry today. I'd like spaghetti instead. This is clear. This opens the conversation to, you know, negate what is for dinner. Um, and, you know, the other people are aware that you're not up for curry today. Conversations with your kids. I've got XYZ to do, so I'll be done in an hour or so. It's fuzzy. It's not clear when you finish. If it's children that are young enough, they might not understand what an hour is. They might be pestering you. 
or worse, I'll be done when I'm done. Even fuzzier, right? No guidance, no expectations. Not helpful. Bright lines. I'll be finished by 4pm, then it's family time. So you've got a nice, clear, concise finish point, and then you're telling them what's going to happen after that. And finally, conversations with yourself. So I'm going to get up at 6am, unless I go out the night before, or I have a few drinks at home, or I'm stressed that night, then I'll sack off the alarm. Fuzzy lines. You're unclear what the actual boundary is. You know that 6am doesn't feel doable if you're out at, you know, till 1am or drinking or whatever. And a stressful day isn't a definitive thing. You might manage one set of things differently one day to the next. So stressful day isn't concise and clear. Bright lines might be, I'm going to give myself eight hours in bed before my alarm goes off. So that's adaptable. You're going, okay, my non-negotiable is eight hours in bed. If I go to bed at one, what does that look like? It looks like eight more hours. If I go to bed at nine, what does that look like? Eight more hours. If we firm up our personal and business boundaries that we interact with, we can then build on our expectations of others and being clearer on their expectations of us. Especially as neurodivergent entrepreneurs, A lot of us need to work differently or in a way that helps us play to our strengths. This may not be expected and communicating this and being clear on it yourself is paramount. For example, if you struggle to take in information sent through a voice note and you prefer text, let it be known early on. Manage this expectation first, then enforce the boundary. Reminding the client or friend that you don't do voice notes. We are in control of our choices and our decisions and our boundaries fall into that. Take a look at how you want to move through your everyday life, what needs work, where do you want to put in some simple boundaries. And I do advise you start small. You can move and tighten up once you've made some progress here. Is it to be out of bed at a certain time? What time is that? Is it every day? If not, what do the other days look like? What will be acceptable for you to cross that boundary? Stick in the night? Maybe you're up past midnight on a night out. What is your protocol for when that happens? Maybe your boundary is to not eat past 8pm because you want to set yourself up for a restful sleep rather than your body having a whale of a time digesting your late night snack as you're struggling to drift off. How does this mean you need to shape your evenings? Do you need to set a time reminder? What would be an acceptable thing for you to cross this boundary? Would it be a late meal out with friends? A kitchen emergency, meaning you need to order takeout? What is your protocol for when this happens? Perhaps you long to work till 4pm and then switch off completely, but you currently ad hoc work all evening, you know, around your kids, around dinner and whatnot, and 4pm seems impossible. Start small. Make it a boundary to not work past, say, 7pm. And then maybe after some time, it becomes 6pm and so forth. How do you enforce this boundary? Do you need a wind down reminder alarm? Do you need to keep your items, you know, your laptop and your work items tucked away? What would be acceptable for you to cross this boundary? Would it be your website going down unexpectedly? Would it be a last minute speaking event that you need to prep for? What is your protocol when this happens? Hopefully you can see a theme here. We're choosing a boundary. We're looking at what those bright lines are. We're looking at how we're going to enforce that boundary and what would be acceptable for you to cross that boundary. That might be something, that might be nothing. 
but get that really clear. And then what happens when that happens? What's your protocol for getting back on plan? So knowing your boundaries and when you are prepared to cross them means it can be a firm no for anything else that tempts you to cross them. And don't be afraid to change them as you go, as you evolve, as the seasons change. My boundaries change over the school holidays when my three kids are home. I'm flexible. And if you feel like you are unable to stick to boundaries, feeling like the few suggestions I've just given are too hard or that you are a lost cause, play a simple game. Tell yourself the next time you're eating a pack of crisps that you will not eat the last crisp in your packet and be mindful of it. Or, you know, make it a piece of food on your plate. Then you don't eat the food and you throw it away. Well done. You just stuck to your boundary. You can look at the clock. Tell yourself you will get up and do a star jump when the second hand gets to the top. Then do as you said. You get up, do your star jump when the hand reaches 12. Well done. You stuck to another boundary. It can be that small and that silly. Build up your confidence in doing what you said you'd do, even if it's immediate. When you build your boundaries and expectations around your best self and who you want to be, you know, do you want to be the person who works 60 hour weeks and is burnt out? Neither do I. You are setting yourself up for ease, for clarity and for success. You are leading within your life and business rather than them leading you. When you put boundaries in place and you work on what's within your control, you protect your energy. You show up differently. You find the confidence you didn't know you had. And you shift into a different headspace. A knowing of what is a yes and what is a no. What is a non-negotiable boundary and what needs making clearer. And make sure you tell others what your boundaries are as well, especially those you live with or work with, because they can help hold you accountable. And so can I. This is my jam. Building up neurodivergent people to be their absolute best selves, to unlock their full potential is what I love to do. We can team up and build those boundaries together, protecting your energy in the process and helping you feel more aligned with what you're doing in your business. If you are interested in working with me, the link is in the comments. Please go check it out. Next episode, we talk about how to make your everyday more smooth, how to find stability and certainty in the craziest of days and getting rid of decision fatigue. I do hope you'll tune in. Until next time.